Jess Antoine here, and welcome to our podcast, Take Control of Our Future, Black Empowerment. And I will be reading from a book called Poweronomics, Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. And I'm excited about this book. I did read, I have written, read um, <clears throat> Black Lives, uh, excuse me, Black Labor, White Wealth, and it was a game changer, a life changer. And so now I want in this podcast to take control of our future Black empowerment. I want to uh, read this book with you and have a dialogue on what we can do to empower ourselves. And so uh, feel free to leave a comment, like, subscribe to my channel. And we got a lot of great things going on and we're excited about it. You'll find these podcasts on all your podcast channels that you like to uh, listen to podcasts and definitely here on YouTube. And so we, we are excited about that. This The introduction, it says, despite the fact that integration began 50 years ago, Black Americans remain the primary targets of conservative hate groups, police brutality, brutality, and abusive government actions. According to a Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, annual report, Blacks are the victims of approximately 67% of the hate crimes, though they are only 12.4% of the nation's total population. With this recent incidents, with recent incidents such as 170 church burnings, black men dragged to their death behind pickup trucks in Texas and Illinois, or shot 41 times in New York while reaching for a wallet, it is not difficult to understand how the tally quickly reaches 67%. The FBI hate crimes list does not even include soft crimes like denying black people home mortgages, jobs, or the right to use the highways without being pulled over for driving while black. Within every category of social economic deprivation, Blacks represent six to eight times their proportionate number of the general population. The fact that Blacks are overrepresented on the nation's welfare, poverty, unemployment, homeless, drug addiction, and crime roles is no incident and should come as no surprise. The function of racism is the marginalize is to marginalize black people. And so, you know, we can get angry over how our society is um, regarding us as African-Americans, black people. We can get upset and we can, you know, riot or we can do all, you march or whatever we can do, we can organize and do those things and those things may help okay but one of the things that dr claude anderson pointed out in black labor white wealth is that in the last 100 years none of our movements have moved the needle of how many african americans find themselves below the poverty line so we're about 48 49 percent 
And so my mission, I've taken it on as a personal mission to bring us as African-Americans out of poverty. And so before I die, my goal is to lessen the number from 48 and 49 percent um, to go down to at least 30 percent while I'm still alive. OK, and if I can get lower, I'm shooting for lower. And so um, and and I know that it's not going to take it's going to take money, but it's not going to take me giving money to the people. It's it's the mindset, the mindset, changing the mindset of the people is where it's going to happen. And so I've, like I said, taken it on as a personal mission to to make a difference, to um, raise the number of African-Americans that's not in the poverty, change that number, move that needle. And so that's that's my goal. I have a corporation that's called Blockchain Everything. And our goal and mission is to bring clean water and resources to the underprivileged and underserved using black blockchain technology. And so I'm using that mission and, and uh, along with some other um, companies that I'm forming and have formed and um, that I'm linking up with and working with to make this happen okay and so if you're willing to join in um at least join into this discussion please like and subscribe to this share um this podcast wherever you're viewing it or listening to it share with somebody um because this is this is very important and i've taken it on as a life mission to make a difference my son is five years old and I, I want to, by the time he's 25, I want to make a, uh, a great um, change in society at large uh, and how we view uh, our view. I really don't care how we're viewed, but our economic status must change. And so that's my goal. So they can think about us how they want to think about us. But if we got money in our pocket, we OK. We're going to be just fine. And so we need to put more money in the pockets and then teach us how to use the money and not be the biggest consumers uh, on the planet, but uh, put the money to use, make it work for us instead of uh, putting money in other people's economy, but keeping it within our economy and growing together with group economics. And so that's that's my mission. It says racism is an undeniable factor in American society. It is distinct from the from and plays a great, greater role in the life prospects uh, than any form of gender, class, ethnic, language, or religious discrimination. Contrary to prevailing myths, America has never been a colorblind society. Yet racism continues to be ignored at all levels of government while the nation's attention and resources are focused on less contentious issues. White society has an out of sight, out of mind attitude about racism and avoids any substantive discussion of, let alone action against racism. The callous indifference, disrespect, and 
sometimes actual hatred that the majority society feels towards black people are creating conditions that are dangerous parallel to those in Germany prior to the Jewish Holocaust of the 1930s to and 1940s. Daniel J. Goldhagen, author of Hitler's Willing Extortioners, writes about the Holocaust and the perils that can be expected when any nation government permits hatred of uh, an identifiable minority group to fester without efforts to mitigate or diffuse the hatred. When such widespread hatred goes unchecked in society, the targeted majority minority group is at risk. And so we, we see that um, this is a prevailing force in, in, in our nation and whether people want to recognize it or not, there has been things that's been done historically to African African Americans, um, laws that have been placed put in place to prevent us from growing um, the Jim Crow laws and that era, um, and it's, slavery in itself uh, was very crucial uh, in formulating us uh, the drugs and guns that are pushed into our communities, the uh, the underserving of uh, through our educational system in our in our neighborhoods. It just I mean, I can go on and on the jail system and and things of that nature. So it, it's interwoven into our society so thick that it's it's hard to ignore if you are a person of color but easy to ignore if you are not <laughs> uh, because they, you know, they just say, oh, no, they're crazy. It's not like that. And uh, they, they, you know, they taking it too far or, you know, it's because of them and they just need to get themselves out of this situation. But it's, it's because of what they've done and how they live is why they're in the situation that they're in. Well, that could be partly true. However, a lot of the things that has been done has had an effect on how we view ourselves, um, what what goes on in our communities on a day-to-day -day basis, what goes on in our households on a day-to-day -day basis. We as a nation have been condition okay um on both sides of the race issue and we have to recognize that and, and the sooner we recognize that i believe that we can do something about it um and we cannot look for another race to assist us will other people of other races assist us absolutely okay they they've shown that through history but can we depend on them totally to do it? Absolutely not. And so we have to empower ourselves. We have to um, come together, band together, and um, work together, right? And produce this group economics and get ourselves out of poverty uh, and make a difference in our society. So our children, our children's children, and those that will come after 
will will uh, be beneficial areas of the sacrifices that we're making today and the strides that we are making to change the economic status of African-Americans in America. So the racial problem in America continues to exist because some ignore the problem and others simply do not know what to do. It is the latter group that I address this book. And so Dr. Claude Anderson, he says, I'm, if you don't know what to do, I'm going to lay it down what you, what you can do to alleviate the racism, uh, pro poverty um, problem, sorry, not poverty, the racism problem in America. And so I have not read this book, so I'll, I'll be reading it for the first time um, with you all on this podcast and having a discussion of what what it's all about so i'm i'm eager eager to get in to dive in it and and hopefully we'll have some people that will come on and be guests on our podcast and share their insight on some of the things that's going on in america and and some of the good things we're not just going to look at the bad things but the good things because there are are, are corporations there are organizations that are making um, grand efforts to change the economic plight of the African-American. And so we want to uh, indulge them and uh, get them on our platform so that they can talk about some of those things, what they got going on, and so that we can band with them, we can come together, because uh, the more that we come together, the stronger we'll be. The more that we segregate and, and isolate, the weaker we will uh, be. And so it, it's very important that we do that. So Poweronomics, uh, a national plan to empower Black America. We're gonna start with this book and, and continue on with it. So I'm really excited about it. Please like, share, and um, comment, uh, if you will, on this podcast and we will see you at the top. I'm just Antoine once again uh, and excited about this journey. So y'all be blessed and we'll see you soon.